Hi, it's another Oregon Music News Coffee Shop Conversation. I'm Tom D'Antoni, OMN's editor, and the coffee shop, as usual, is the World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th and Gleason. Today, you get to experience the intensity of Laura Ivancy. You may know her as a, a singer-songwriter, or as an electronic performer, or both, or from her other several lives as an athlete, firefighter, world traveler, and granddaughter to former Portland Mayor Frank Ivancy. In the weeks to come, Reggie Houston, Brian Davis, Pilar French, Paul Andrew Woodworth, and lots more. If these conversations are as intense for you as they are for me, I think you're lucky, or maybe not, I don't know. I don't come with questions prepared, and maybe that's obvious. Sometimes I feel like I should stop them after 50 minutes and tell them that their time is up and collect $150. One person said they revealed more than they expected to. I don't think they were unhappy. I don't think so. Let's talk to Laura Hines. This uh, is the cupping room we're sitting in. <laughs> we like don't it. know what that means. There's me up there, the coffee mug in the middle. Ah, uh, oh, the tiger? Yeah, that's me. You're the tiger? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> ah. There's, there's, there's a little bit of self-revelation there. Mm. Ah. That's true. The tiger. Mm. Okay. What about you as tiger-like? <laughs> well... Um, I've always just every time I see tigers, I just am drawn to them. Uh. I think they're sensual. I think they're mystical. I think they're strong when they need to be. I think they can, you know, protect their own when they need to. Uh They're warriors to me. So, yeah, and they're beautiful, just all around majestic. Mm. Love tigers. Always have. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Tigers. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I believe it. Mm. I believe it. Um, It says a lot about you. (laughs) You identify with tigers. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Read into it what you will. (laughs) (laughs) So I think the last time you and I talked, you had just you had just not changed your public music personality. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Uh and and uh and that was uh that was big. It was very big. Yeah. yeah. And you've continued with that. I have. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. I it's been um really awesome to push the songs in a different direction and kind of reach a different fan base, I guess is sort of what's been happening. It's been kind of um more of a world base, like younger people that have mm-hmm. been interested in the folktronic kind of sounds that have been coming out. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm still performing acoustic music as well. So I have these like two different musical personalities that are coming out still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which one is more tiger-like? Um, I, you know, 
I'd have to say the electronic stuff because it kind of feels like a edgier alter ego uh -huh. for me, a little uh -huh. darker and uh -huh. um, kind of allows me to push my own limits, I guess, like as far as um, image and things have, have been going. Is that alter ego or is that maybe that's your true your true self? I think it's both. Yeah. Honestly, I, I think it, there's shadow and there's light in in both sounds. And I also, um, Keith and I, when we were working together, Keith Schreiner mm -hmm. on these tunes, um, uh, he was always really attracted to the darker music that I'd written. Uh -huh. So naturally, like that's what's come through the trip hop and the When you say darker, what is, what do you mean by that? For me it's like it's shadow stuff, like um admitting lust, pure lust for somebody or something and um admitting your faults, um dancing sort of with the sides of yourself that you don't want to talk about that, you know, <laughs> I guess to me, um, it's what makes a good actor a good actor. Like somebody who realizes that they're just as capable of evil as yeah. someone who's capable of good. Like just yeah. and walking around everyone that we are. Mm -hmm. So the idea that we're wearing this mask all the time um, and taking the mask off and talking about those things that maybe you don't really want to admit, you don't want to necessarily always even hear about in yeah. music but somehow they draw you in because you're like oh god like i've done that or like like i've been in a codependent relationship before oh god why was i in that like fuck there's just i, I i've, I've you know always, <laughs> yeah, i know i've always, all that stuff i've always felt that codependency got a bad name <laughs> <laughs> because yeah okay defend it then go ahead tom <laughs> Because there there can be productive codependency. That's right. I, I really do believe that. I agree. You know? I uh, think that's the that's the light side of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's the shadow and the light side of it. But there's got to be. But but you don't. Do you really compartmentalize these two aspects of yourself and these two kinds of music? There has to be some some. No. Some, yeah. I don't think that that's wise. I, I'm actually really, yeah. really wanting to um, find a way to blend this, you know, my my name I'm going as Laura Ivancy is my real name, right? But yeah. trying to find a way to blend the real Laura that isn't genre specific, but more just specific to who I am. Yeah. That way I can create whatever comes out and they can be produced in whatever ways they want to be produced. Yeah. So, like, one of the things I'm trying to focus on this year is um, rebranding myself mm -hmm. and my image, which, you know, haven't really paid a lot of attention to, to be honest with you. <laughs> Admittedly, I know it's very important, but <laughs> I've been way more focused on writing and performing and just yeah. developing and collaborating and yeah. using yeah. Portland as a really beautiful foundation before I go and fight Darth Vader in L.A. or wherever, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it's been really good. In that way, so some of the things that I'm we have like my whole year planned out, 2015 already. Like wow. I'm working with um, my good friend uh, Redwood Sun, Josh Malm, uh -huh. on um, booking me, and also working on a, on a 10 song at least like album that goes back to my roots, that goes back to this acoustic uh -huh. kind of how it all began, and. Um, but also in sort of an umbrella brand that incorporates that, you know, yeah. maybe alter ego side of me or right. the electronic side of me that I can't seem to shake. 
Well, they're just, you know. <laughs> you know, the electronic side doesn't have to be dark. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Not at, not at all. Um, in fact, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of other new producers that I'm starting to work with that like to focus on like songs that are in major keys and things like that that uh -huh. I've written acoustically. Uh -huh. So yeah. it'll be cool to see those get you know produced in more of a dance setting uh -huh. as well. And I think that for whatever reason, this original um, the EP Marrow that came out in 2013 that I've just been kind of performing around with and yeah. selling and things like that um, is just a, a very small clip of the body of work that I've already created. You right. know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So there's, and yeah. I've been writing a lot more now too. Like even in the last month, I think I've written four songs. Really? And, uh -huh, About and, what? Uh, relationships, mostly intimate relationships. And um, again, like addressing this idea of the shadow and um, inviting it to come out more in the music and just mm -hmm. in my life and, also, my father passed earlier this year, so yeah. I couldn't write a song about him for a while, and finally that song came out. Really? Yeah, yeah. It took me probably about, I don't know, four or five months after he died to really, like, finish that. You know, it's been eight months, so maybe actually more. Yeah, it's been, like, six, seven months, so it took me a while to, What like, do you say in the song? Um, the hook is... Um, one less person who loves me, one I could always call. Even though I can call to you now, it's not the same at all. So it's like this spiritual reference almost to yeah. how I'm talking to him still. And But I just, I wish I could hear his voice, you know, like I'm doing all these things. I know that you'd be proud of me. Um, I know why you're hurting your whole life, and I, I see that you've left me with a bunch of people who are also looking after me, even though you're not here. Kind of, yeah. kind of a song. So it's really pretty. It's really like a mature approach to everything that's commenced around it, and just going through that. It's really kind of broken my heart open a lot, and yeah. being in a relationship too, and just yeah, I feel like I've kind of grown emotionally a lot in 2014. <laughs> Which needed to happen. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, I, I think, unfortunately, we hardly learn anything unless there's pain involved. Yeah. <laughs> Which just sucks. It just Doesn't sucks. It? it really sucks yeah, it really does. that we have to learn that way. Mm -hmm. I know. You know? I know. And, and just not be attached in life to, to things, you know, as much as possible because – you know, anything can change in any moment. Oh, I don't know about that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. If, if we weren't attached, I mean, that's, that's where the richness comes, in the attachment, I mm, think. I don't know. I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about it because, yeah. like, I end up being disappointed sometimes when I find myself attached to anything because it, it never really ends up being the way that you think it's going to be. Mm -hmm. But I think you, the trust and love of the universe that will give you what you need, mm. you know, and it always does. It will always work out. So, yeah, and be attached to the universe, delivering what you need, maybe more than, like, the outcome that you perceive is going to be happening, like, based on your vision or, yeah. you know, your ego or whatever, like, creates this, oh, I'm going to do this thing, right? Like, yeah. you know, let it go. But you've, since you've, you've, you, you have big plans for 2015, so you must be optimistic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Yeah. Okay, yes. good. I'm usually good. that way. Good. Good. <laughs> Idealistic even. 
yeah, no, I'm excited because I'm going to be doing a lot more regional touring, um, which is what I've been wanting to build myself to in a while for a while. And I have this electronic side of me that I can go do. And then I'm yeah. also going to be going back, like I said, with Josh and working on these tunes out. So my acoustic show is just as polished and I can have both just to work in different venues that will allow for both music yeah. genres to just be you know what they are. And, um, you know, I'm setting up a Tuesday night streetcar bistro show as well. And I'll be just bringing in people to collaborate with them acoustically. And uh -huh. that's beginning in February. Uh -huh. And I'll probably be speckling myself down in Los Angeles, trying to pick up shows and just spread myself out more, you know. Do you think your future might lie in some sort of synthesis of, of these two styles that you're so you're so adept at? I do, I do. I really feel like um, you know, the the bands that I aspire to be somewhere in the same realm have a sound that's akin to like um Bonobo and mm -hmm. Sound Tribe Sector 9 yeah. and like kind of like these live bands that have female-led singers and they do electronic music as well, but it's tastefully yeah. layered in there with yeah. the real live instrumentation. Lana Del Rey is another great example. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of her music that first came out, it's really slow, down-tempo stories, real songs, you know, with like a real first chorus bridge. And then the remixes come in and they turn into dance songs, you know, but they can perform it with a live band. So like that is the dream for me to have that sort of, you know, crew around the sound as it builds and at the same time i think it's something that has to happen organically yeah <laughs> you know yeah. you can't just like plop down and and kind of just you know force it so it's been this it has been an organic process for me to just develop these songs as they go these arrangements mm -hmm. and maybe when this record comes out some of those songs will be on the record and it'll contain a lot of new stuff too mm -hmm. that has you know more live instrumentation more live drums that are you know mm -hmm kind of providing that organic layer of sound that is sometimes yeah. lacking from electronic <laughs> 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 stuff. Like I love it. And also just need that like extra yeah. feeling, you know, with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, they will blend yeah. is really how it seems like it's going to have to go, but it might not sound how it sounded, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited what, to see where it goes. Be really, it must be, you know, wonderful to be on that path <laughs> and not know what the end is. It is actually because it's a it's a whole you know. I I've mean, been thinking about that a lot, like just yeah, yeah. <laughs> life in general and how, yeah. um, you know, I'm always and wondering like how much money do you need? Like where yeah. do you want to live? Like what right. is success to you in your career as an yeah. artist or as whatever? And yeah. whenever I think about all these little menial tasks and just like these goals that I have that are like always a part of, you know, the journey. Um, it kind of comes down to what do I want? I want the journey <laughs> Yeah. more than like this. Oh, I have to be this, or I have to have this much of this or, yeah. and I want good relationships with yeah. people. I want a family, you know, like yeah. of friends and, right. you know, like extended family members that are my family, like a tribe, like that's what I want more than, yeah than any kind of materialistic or, or like even money or fame at any cost, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter to me as much as the journey does. Yeah. And that's something that I think yeah. I had to kind of realize on my own too, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's exciting to not know. 
because knowing would be boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you trust you trust your own creativity to that, that, you, that, that you're you're going to come to a, to to, to some place where these all kind of fit together. I hope. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean that's always been the goal. Yeah. And I think that there's some really big things, you know, potentially on my plate that, you know. I'm just honored to receive if yeah. they come to pass and, you know, without getting into details, I think it, there's things that could just blow up this year in a way that, um, you know, as long as you're ready f for it, yeah. you know, and so I'm just been trying to get ready for it. <laughs> you know, I was, I was at a, a little, a little Christmas party, um, during the holidays and, uh, one of our Oregon music news people, um, has had two children within, um, Less than two years. Mm -hmm. okay. One of them is can just, a boy can just he can stand, and he can pretty much understand what you're saying. He can't get the words out. Right? And I was talking about that with somebody, and, and I, I remembered that when I was a little boy, my 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 mother took me to a record store, mm -hmm. and and I knew what I wanted. And I couldn't quite get the words out, and they couldn't understand what I was saying. But I was asking them to buy me a copy of Twelfth Street Rag, <laughs> right? It was was there a, a a song when you were little that you remember more than anything else? Twelfth Street Rag, Twelfth Street Rag, and they would kid me about this. You're gonna for, laugh at me? If no, I'm not gonna <laughs> laugh at you. Why would I laugh at you? Oh my gosh! You were okay. a little kid. Like how little? Like little, little. Like the first song I ever yeah. heard. That just like, yeah. oh my god, yeah. You know, I have to relate it back to my father because he he was always playing really great music in the house, and my mom was always working. Uh -huh. You know, she was like a bill collector for um, doctors and lawyers and yeah. things, and yeah. holding it down. And my dad worked for PGE and you know he'd get off work and we we'd always go downstairs and he'd turn on Tina Turner's What's Love Got to Do with It. Really? Yeah, I'm serious. Ah. And like we would just like we love that song. We would jump around on the couches and go crazy. We didn't know what love was. We yeah. didn't know what love had to do with it. We just loved just yeah. music that moved. And the soul of that woman's voice and how, yeah. you know, you just believed her, everything about it. Mm -hmm. I'll always remember that. <laughs> and also, you know, <laughs> my dad played a lot of Madonna, and I always really loved Madonna, too. I always thought she was really, like, innovative and stylish and fun and uh -huh. feminine and also masculine and just, uh -huh. like, this amazing, like, force to be reckoned with. Yeah. So I really always liked her music and... You know, just I have to give it to my dad. A lot of these like kind of like late 70s like soul and like, you know, rock bands and, uh -huh. you know, the zombies and the turtles <laughs> and just like, you know what I mean? The kinks. Yeah, and yeah, just, yeah, sure. I love all that stuff. And um, but yeah, but I have to th say that's the one song that sticks out in my mind when I was like four years old. that <laughs> just got me going. Like. And you you. Sang along with it. Of oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> There's got to be a recording somewhere of that. This, know, this just has to be. My parents weren't exactly always pushing me to, you know, like record anything or be musical. If anything, it was probably the opposite. Because really? Of, yeah, like a life led as an artist is just, you know, not 
really reliable financially and things like I've that. I've heard that. I've heard, so, I, you know, I, they I don't have, want to worry I, about I you. Heard, I have heard that. It's more about that being worried maybe when I – I really <laughs> feel like it's more like if I had kids, yeah, it would be important to, you know, try to get them to understand that they need to make some kind of living. Yeah. But I think that the expense – at the expense of maybe their own creativity or their own like filling their soul. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not as important as filling your soul. Well, when did that start coming out for you then? Music or yeah. wanting to pursue it? Yeah. I've always wa- always wanted to. I just I guess I didn't really have the um the emotional support to like believe in myself mm-hmm. to start doing it and um and really believe that I could do it until I was uh in college and done with college. So I was a late bloomer in all of that and um, had actually my ex-boyfriend at the time was really um, supportive in me in that way uh-huh. and helping like, do you know what you're holding on to, girl? Like, you got to get out there. Come on. Yeah. And I just started to go open mics and people would be like, damn. And I'm like, I wasn't even that good then. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, wow. How so, old were you? Um, when I started going to open mics, yeah. I, was after co- I was after college, after I went, got back from South America. So I was 08. Wow. So, you know, I'm 31 now. So... Seven years ago, <laughs> yeah. So. Well, you made quite an name for yourself. Twenty-four, yeah. <laughs> in that like, period of time. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Several names. Hey, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm just supposed to do it, you know. And sometimes it's hard. I, sometimes I wish that I had like a clear-cut path that was really easy and predictable. Like I'm going to be a doctor. This yeah. is going to be very fine. And yeah. I know what to go to this school, and I need to get these letters of recommendation. And life is going to be just really cut and straight arrow, but. I'm just not that kind of person. Like my life is going to be an alternative right. lifestyle, like, yeah, like, yeah. for sure. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the life of a tiger. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, so, uh, so you've had all these other lives. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and that you know. Uh, how, uh, well, let's 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 in case people don't know, um, uh, you had the life of an athlete, mm-hmm. yeah, the life of a firefighter, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and then you went to South America, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's pretty amazing. That's that's you know most most people don't. You you have experiences that most people um, I think envy. Yeah. You know. You're right. I think uh, I think I've been really privileged. Yeah, that, you know. So the, the the life of an athlete. You were you went to you know you were on a, on a basketball scholarship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and was that all consuming at the time? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could yeah. I I thought I wanted to be a professional ball player like yeah. most of my youth. Yeah. You know, and then my body sort of told me no because at my senior year of college. I got tendonitis in my foot, and I just my body started to kind of show me that I wasn't supposed to push it in those ways anymore, you uh, know. Uh, and after uh, after that, I I went to South America for a year after I graduated college, and then I went and fought fire for one more summer, and I hurt my back on the fire line. <laughs> and my therapist at the time was just like, "You got to get out of this, Laura. Like, you really have to pursue your art and your service. Like, you're best at writing songs, you're best at singing." And I'm like, "I know." Even when I was on the carrier fighting fire, like I had my guitar and I was like writing songs, and everyone's like, "Put the guitar away!" And I'm just like, "I can't, I can't put it away." <laughs> like they're just like, "You need to get out of here, Laura." Like, and I was like, "I know." You know what I mean? Like the signs were all yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, and just, it was all up to me to really just put one foot in front of the other and start, you know, shedding the old lives and embracing a new one and, uh-huh. you know, like getting to know myself better uh-huh. and not living anybody else's dreams, but mine. Cause I think that that happens when you're in college and you have, you know, parents that are really, I think they don't mean to be, but they can tend to be like controlling because they want to be yeah. like, Hey, we want the best for you and do this and do this and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then you end up kind of like, well, you're in med school or something and you're like, I don't want to be a doctor. What am I doing? This isn't my dream. This was their dream. Mm-hmm. So there's this individuation process that I had to go through that maybe some people never do. Some people don't want to. I get it. It's difficult, <laughs> but to really kind of embrace who you are, you have to kind of get away from your alpha models Yeah. and, you know, yeah. put yourself into things that give you joy without anybody else's influence. And that's what I've been doing the last five, six years. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, sometimes people get it and sometimes they don't, but at the end of the day, I'm still writing and I'm still <laughs> would say that the creation process is the most fulfilling of anything I've ever felt in my life to be able to do that on a regular basis and to be able to share that and connect with people that can actually identify with my perspective to some degree is of course it's validating but mostly internally you know you still get was playing basketball that is Kind of like performing, isn't it? Yeah. 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 You know, you, you get the, you get the response from from uh, from a crowd. Yeah. Uh, and it is you. Mm-hmm. It's you. Mm-hmm. But that's not what was happening. I, I was trying to, re- to to think if there was a like an adrenaline <laughs> thing relating to playing basketball and and fighting fires. I think there is. Yeah. I think that the constant is this thrill-seeking nature. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. I know. I don't. I think that we just—that's it. It's a thrill-seeking nature to get up in front of people. Most people fear that more than death. You know, like they'd rather die than speak in public, right? <laughs> and it's gotten a little bit easier over the years yeah. for me, but I would say that I'm still nervous all the time, even though you can't tell. Hell yeah. No, you, you can't tell. Yeah, I hide it really well. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's I think what stops a lot of people from from pursuing, you know, something in the arts that would require you to be vulnerable cuz it's scary. Yeah. Well, it might be scary, but don't you love it? <laughs> I do. <yes>. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. There's a lot of strength in it. Yeah. Actually, rather than to hide your feelings um and to close your heart. Yeah. Which is easier. Yeah. In this world. I, well, <laughs> you know? I was in junior high and and I, and I got up at a, at a school assembly, and I, and I did one of Bob Newhart's routines. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that was the first time I ever got laughed. Oh, good. And I went, oh my god, it's this kind is of the like, best thing on it's earth. It's kind of like the best high ever, <laughs> it isn't is, it? I know. It, is. it really Even, is. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't my material or anything, but still, I mean, oh my god, that's like I the whole. Yeah, I think that the hardest part for to. And I felt this when I did this big CD release or uh, epiphany show, which is like this all-female showcase that yeah. I am branding and starting to do more. There'll be another shows one like this. I'm talking with another venue in town about awesome. doing another one. Awesome. Yeah, this yeah. year, and yeah. I really want to because it's just such a great opportunity to get all these creatives together. Yeah. And you know, anyway, but I guess um, 
Oh, no, it was supposed to be my CD release party when this yeah. happened. But I remember this night. It was supposed to be my CD release, and I put together this big thing, and I was like, yeah. And it was for with Keith, you know, yes. the marrow. I think you were there. Yes. And I remember be being backstage, and I was, like, nervous, of course, and I was just thinking about it, and I was just like, you know, you do all these planning, pre-pant planning before you want everything to go off the way it is. So you kind of start to form these little attachments. Uh -huh. like. So I was backstage there with my with my therapist, actually, who's like my my medicine man. And we're just discussing the event and how everyone's there and everything worked out great. And he's like, now you have to just let it go. Right. Let go of your attachments to whatever it's going to be. And I just let it go. Mm -hmm. And what I remember feeling the most was like this sense of like, I don't deserve this, you know, um, like, wow, like, this is overwhelming. Yeah. How do I receive this? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I think that is the hardest thing about getting up in front of people and, like, putting yourself out there and being vulnerable is, like, yes, it's a great thrilling feeling to, like, get all yeah. this love at you. Yeah. But can you really receive it and feel worthy of it? And so that has been my struggle throughout this whole process is to really be like, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I do deserve this, <laughs> you know. Well, and, and it's and, crazy, and, and even worse to need it. Ah. Uh. See, and that's see, I don't mind that. I, you know, I, I, I totally embrace that. Hmm. You know, um, uh, I, you know, and and I kind of, you know, for me, I take it where I can get it. Unfortunately, for somebody like me, if I'm writing. Mm -hmm. I don't hear any applause. Right. Yeah, <laughs> if I write something like funny, I don't hear a laugh. <laughs> That's true. If I write something poignant, I don't hear any any, any weeping. Yeah. You know. Yeah. When Excuse I, me. <laughs> when I'm when, when I'm on the radio, and I say something I say something that I know is funny, I don't hear any laughter. You know. Yeah. So. Um, so the moments, like I, I had a book out a few years ago, basically gross out humor. Mm. Really, that's what it was, because I used to write for one of the supermarket tabloids, mm. and I wrote these jokes twenty years ago, right? And it, and over, during the summer, I had a little party at my place, and the subject came up about the books. So I brought the book out, and and the and the material still got laughs. And I was able to hear them. <laughs> I could hear them. I could hear them laughing. Yeah. Hey, you know. Yeah. Um, People say they don't care. They care. They freaking do. Absolutely. I don't believe anybody that says that. And no. if you don't care, well, why there's something you do wrong it? with you. Yeah. Why would you do it unless <laughs> no. you wanted to affect someone? To have an effect. To have exactly. a, 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 you know. Now look, that can be that that can be that can go in many ways. I mean, you can you can be a you can be an evil person and want to affect somebody that way. Sure. You know, but we're not like that. Uh, <laughs> not in and, this life. Right. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, and. And, um, uh, but, you know, for most of us, you know, we want to have some, some good effect on people, you know, and that is, that is both the blessing and the curse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I think there's a mischievous nature to the stuff that I'm doing that, yeah, I want to have a good effect on people. And it has a lot more to do with like rocking their boat upside down and yeah. like, making them think about <laughs> some stuff. Rather right. than be like, right. oh, yeah, everything's fine. Like, no, we're going to talk about some shit yes. right now. Like, we're going to talk yeah. about some dark, deep stuff that you don't want to talk about. And I'm like, yeah. make some commentary about it and get people engaged. Yeah. And, like, this is what we're really doing. Like, yeah. it's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> it still is. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
it's good to do that. Well, you know, it's good to do that. It's also, good. I mean, it's just, and it's just as good to, just as valid to, to bring people up. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm not knocking that. That is that is the the problem of a multifaceted <laughs> artist. <laughs> you have to be able to do both. To do both. Yeah, authentically. And to, and to enjoy both. Yeah. That is that is that's that's tricky, mm. because what does that say about you? You know. If you can't enjoy both. <laughs> that I would, you know, when I when I was writing for the supermarket tabloid, <laughs> you know. I would sit there and I would write something and say, how the fuck did this come out of me? <laughs> what is this about? Mm, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, later on, I, I, would, I, I wrote a story which, which encompassed all the, say, all the headlines that were in those grandma turns pet dog inside out looking for lost lottery ticket. <laughs> Stuff like that, you know? <laughs> And I would use them as a girlfriend tester. It's like, okay, look, you really want to know what's inside this head? Here, look at this. Mm -hmm. right? And if 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 they were horrified, I I would know. Well, this is not going to work out. Interesting. You know? uh, and <laughs> if they laughed, I went, ah, a kindred spirit. You know. Right. Uh, so. Uh, it's it's there's something wrong about having about basing your life. Uh, and and relationships on your work, but I've always done it. Sure. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know how not to, and I don't know how anybody does it. It's very personal. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you, you yeah. know, like it's going to attract, and that's what's one of the interesting things about putting yourself out there is really yeah. seeing kind of what you catch. Yeah. You know, seeing what kind of people are interested in in what it is that you're putting out. That's really just like you. Yeah. People. Some people don't like it at all. Well, that's the other that's the other side of it. And they want to knock you no matter <clears throat> yeah. what you do. Yeah. yeah too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So oh. you have to kind of just. Oh, failing, failing is a is a, is a really large part. <laughs> you have to have tough skin, I guess. Yeah. With, with, but also an open yeah. heart. It's really interesting. Oh, it's 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 <laughs> it's. it's it, I've been fired many times. <laughs> I, you know. And, um, and 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 um, I'm I'm still pissed off at every time. <laughs> I mean, at every time. Uh, Rejection. Yeah. 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 It can be yeah, a turn yeah, on. Yeah. It can be a turn on. It, it can well, be. Uh huh. As, I mean, as well as because a, they're rejecting you. you. Sure, I had but somebody. But it also can be a motivator. It can I, be, had, I had I had somebody say to me once, I don't like the persona that you're using on the air, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. That's me. <laughs> it's it's not it's not, a, it's not a persona. That's that's who I am. So you are in in fact rejecting sure. me, rejecting this my person. It's okay? not always easy to to tell how people are going to receive you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you might yeah. have an idea in your head about how you're going to be received and it might be yeah. totally different than yeah. what's actually occurring and yeah. the fact is you don't get to know all these people that are maybe listening to yeah. you. So you don't get to see those seeds kind of develop when they listen or yeah. write or like read your writing and like maybe yeah. there's seeds of consciousness yeah. that are being sprouted, but you don't get to hear about it. You don't know what yeah. they think and yeah. until they tell you. Yeah. And then you're like, and you must you must run into this because of working in, in two totally different genres. Yeah, I think everybody does. Because the, the acoustic people are you know could <laughs> listen to the electric stuff and go. What's that? I know. Right? And then the and and the, and then the hipsters who are in the electronic <laughs> thing, you know, you know, hear hear the acoustic stuff and go, oh come on. 
It happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some people love both. Yes. Yeah. So, well, how, how do you deal with that? I guess, you know, I kind of just take it for what it is, is sort of like, I really miss your acoustic stuff. Like, oh, that's the stuff that I really, yeah. and instead of being like, you know, at all in this place of like, why did I do that? <laughs> it's yeah. like, because, you know, that's sort of maybe your initial thought. It's more of a place of like, oh, well, they really like that side of me, and that's cool. And they, they're yeah. trying – that's a compliment, you know, yeah. to that. Or they could more intimately connect with me through that genre versus <laughs> this one. So, like, that's a compliment to the genre. Yeah. Whereas, like, someone that wouldn't – like, a club that wouldn't have an acoustic artist in it at all. Like, yeah. no, ooh, boo. Right? It's, like, going to yeah. book me, and, like, yeah. they're going to hear the same kind of passion in the vocals and yeah. the same tones. It's just going to yeah. be in a more danceable blanket yeah. that's a little more vibey and a little more – like sexy like and that's it it still transcends the right ears that want to hear it but you're not going to be able to please everyone all the time is really kind of (laughs) what i find myself yeah that's how i handle it it's just okay (laughs) not everyone's going to like everything that you do just keep doing it just keep putting stuff out because eventually they're going to like something and um as long as you like what you're doing um that's really what that's really what matters is you're doing it what, what gets you excited is going to, is going to transcend and get other people excited. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Shouldn't worry about what they think, you know, <laughs> I think people should have open mind. About <laughs> oh. Because, but the history of music <laughs> is these armed camps. <laughs> right. It is the history of Mafia, music, kind of? all kinds of music. It's it doesn't matter true. what kind of music. It's still true. Within genres of music. Yeah. It's the same thing. I mean, you, you, you take like when Stravinsky, debuted the Rite of Spring. There were, you know, people fought each other in the audience. Fist fights in the audience. Wow, about, really? about, about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, when, uh, when, when, when Bob came, when, when, when Bob started, there were these, these two armed camps. One was the Beboppers and the other were the Moldy Figs. They were called the Moldy Figs, right? And, and like reams and reams of stuff were written about that. Well, one is better than the other. One is better. It was just stupid. This dumb shit. You keep know? them fighting. Yeah, keeps, yeah. Keeps yeah. the confusion. Keeps them in the press. I, yeah, but it's just, you know, it's, it's just, you know, and and, and uh, but it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, people like what they like. Fine. You don't like something. Okay. You're entitled to not like it. Mm-hmm. But don't tell me I'm I'm wrong in liking it. Sure. You know, I mean, there's there's kind of like we're talking about religion, right? you could, and politics. You could be you could group it in the same category. Yes and no. <coughs> I'm, not, I'm, not sure, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Maybe I agree let's with not that. go into that. I think I don't agree with that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, like I could never have a Republican as a girlfriend. I just wouldn't. It couldn't happen. Ever. <laughs> never have. Never will. Um, but, um, what has, what has, you know, um, having a, speaking of politics, what has uh, having a, a, a famous name meant in your life? Um, I mean, do you, do do, you, people still remember Frank Ivancy? Yeah, some people do. Yeah. Um, you know, there's. I think there's good things about it, and I think there's things that are are not so good about it. I think that um, there's a part of me that, you know, wants to kind of 
separate myself from it mm -hmm. because um, you can get grouped into you know yeah. similar philosophies that people before you um, you know made their careers on and things like that and yeah. and I think that everyone always does the best they can with wherever they are in life and whatever was dealt to them in life and as I've been able to kind of grow up and again individuate and become myself mm -hmm. or myself I should say um, I kind of <laughs> I kind of just um, I don't know. I think that some people really respect, you know, who my grandfather was and the family that I come from. And uh -huh. I think that that's great. And there's a lot of really amazing things to respect about my family and him and his career and stuff. And that's cool. And but for them to, like, think of me as somebody who's, you know, that much um, more, I don't know, like worthy of listening to or something because of that. I don't think that really has a effect on it shouldn't have an effect on uh -huh. my career you know what I'm saying uh -huh. Uh -huh. because this music should speak for itself or whatever is coming out and I'm third generation yeah and so I'm more of like <coughs> boat rocker generation I guess yeah. rather than yeah. <laughs> go I'm not conservative yeah. you know I'm I'm not uh I don't identify politically with some of the things that I come from but I also do so <coughs> I think it's I think what's been really interesting is getting to know my family more as I've gotten older because they all have really strong personalities. They all are really um uh, strong in their belief what, systems. What a surprise. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just another voice, you know, among like the my dad was one of 10 kids and wow. and uh they all had kids and some of them have kids and it's just a huge huge family and it's awesome to be a part of it. It really is. Yeah. They still make an effort How to many get siblings? together. Yeah. I only have one sister. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but younger or older, she's older by almost two years, but very close in age. And, um, anyway, so yeah, like I think again, like it's, <laughs> I love who I am and I love where I come from. And I also, in some ways I don't want to be defined by it at all. Right. So that's kind of the, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though people maybe want to, or they yeah. can see similarities or something uh -huh. and they adore my family and that's cool. And <laughs> I don't know. I just, <laughs> yeah. Is what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. I mean, and I mean, I can't imagine what it. It's hard for me to imagine what it would be like knowing that hundreds of thousands of people had voted for my grandfather. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the time, I think that he had, he did a lot for the city. You know, he was mm -hmm. on the city council for so long, yeah. and just. Um, when the mayorship came up, he just took it, he jumped on it and ran with it. And, and, you know, he did a lot of great things for the city and that's great. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot, um, to be grateful for in the history of Portland and a lot of people who have helped yeah. our city, you yeah. know? And yeah. so I, I appreciate the support and I appreciate people recognizing and remembering all of that. And it's mm -hmm. nice to be a part of it, you know? So are you close to your sister? <clears throat> um, yes and no. I mean, uh. we fight still. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> we're so close in age. It's, just, it's hard to explain because we're like Norwegians, you know? We're like fire-blooded. Like, we like to argue. We like to, like, we're strong personalities, like I said. So we don't always get along on certain issues, mm -hmm. <laughs> to be honest. So, <laughs> yeah, like, whatever. <laughs> Does she ever come out to hear you sing? Uh-huh, yeah. Good. Uh -huh. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she drives a cab. Really? On Radio Cab, yes. Yeah, so you might see her wow. out there. Yeah. <laughs> is she? Is her name Ivancy? Uh huh. Wow. Her name is Audrey. 
Audrey, I was okay. Jeez. I have an ex-brother-in-law who drives a radio cab. <laughs> that sounds funny. <laughs> funny. Yeah, Jeez. tough job, maybe. Well, not I actually um, in Portland. It is. It is yes, but I used to, when when the career went in the toilet for me uh, in the uh, early '90s, I drove a cab in Baltimore, Maryland. Oh yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Which is a, I bet. Basically, more more people got killed as I guess only drug dealers, only more drug dealers got killed than cab drivers in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know she's shared some stories with me on that she's been assaulted already by yeah. people in Portland and I'm just yeah. like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I did some bartending a little bit in Portland here too and I wasn't like physically assaulted, but I definitely was verbally assaulted in some ways, like part of the job, you know? Yeah. You gotta kinda expect some of it if you're gonna sign up for it, but yeah. you don't have to tolerate it either. So it makes you tougher in some ways to have to deal with it on the regular because you're not used to being like kind of <laughs> yeah messed with for the sake of being messed with it's just you I know. can't imagine anybody would mess with you it's happened <laughs> difficult yeah I'm actually either. pretty nice um in those environments maybe too nice so yeah yeah it's, it's been just good. still <laughs> well, listen. Let's take a little coffee break. Okay. And um, what what from your album would would you like us to play in this little interlude? Um. Well, um, I have some new singles that have come oh, out actually, okay. and I'm gonna launch one in February. Okay. We could actually. Then you have something else on your mind. I do, yeah. I wanted to let everybody know that I'm embarking upon um, a new social media platform called Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, which allows really like your biggest fans to be more a part of your intimate journey. In my case, um, this year, um, 2015, I'm going to be rebranding um, my name that I'm going under, Laura Ivancy, um, all encompassing genre that's more specific to who I am rather than kind of like choosing between electronic or acoustic. But the whole year is going to entail, um, you know, making it's going to end with a record that is ideally a blend of both both genres of music. And it's preceding it will be pre-production and videos 
and um, music that's going to be released as well. And everybody gets an opportunity to be a part of that. Um, and what it is, it's basically subscription-based um, funding. So rather than Kickstarter, there's this all this tension, this buildup of, hey, donate to me. You only have a month, <laughs> you know, which I've done. Yeah. And it was successful, and I was very grateful. Yeah. Yeah. And it was stressful as hell. I'm sure. Yeah, so this is more like a six-month thing. Like, if you believe in me, if you want to be a part of this, you get you get access to all of my content. And, you know, lots of rewards and things along the way. And it's from $1 to $5 to $10 a month. And I'm just trying to raise the money so I can start to pay for, you know, these big photography shoots that I'm going to need to do to rebrand. And mm -hmm. things that I have people already picked out and have been creating a lot of this content already needing to fund it. So I'm just going to be putting this out there. And it's going to become my website for the time being until I launch my official website. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty excited to just let people know what it is, let people know what we're doing, and um, also provide them the opportunity to get involved if they want to be involved with this new um, social media platform, sort of, but also combines micro-patronage, which could be the future that changes music. <laughs> I, really, I really believe that it's something that's always existed, um, patronage of the arts, um, there's a million great artists and a lot of projects that deserve attention. Um, but until you actually put yourself out there and ask, um, you know, you, you really, you won't get anything until you start to ask. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you have to believe in yourself enough to do that. And so this will be a big platform that you can go on to that's similar to Kickstarter where you can check out other projects as well as mine and decide if you want if you think they're worthy of funding on this way. And you can opt out at any time after the first month or something if you want. But I think that other platforms are starting to develop this sort of um, micro-patronage where Bandcamp is beta testing it now. Like there's bands that are like, yeah, you can access your, our content for $10 a month, $30 a month or whatever. Mm -hmm. And let's say that you had 300,000 fans. Mm -hmm. And um, right now my buy rate or whatever you want to call it for my fan base is like 5% or something like mm -hmm. that of my fans actually buy my music on yeah. you know, certain platforms like Bandcamp. And I can track those social analytics, which we've been doing, which is really fascinating. Mm -hmm. So let's say 5% of 300,000 people um, uh, buy your subscription, mm -hmm. like $10 a month or something. That would be 15,000 people mm -hmm. that are paying you $10 a month per year. Mm -hmm. And that's you know a six-figure salary. And probably half of that is your expenses for music because yeah. music is expensive. But right. that's just on patronage alone. That's like a subscription process. So it's the same as Spotify, some of these big, huge yeah. corporations. Yeah. But you're paying Spotify instead of the artists, right? So right. you're getting to stream all this content. Spotify is making right. millions. The artists aren't making yeah. shit. Nothing. So, yeah. hey, let's redirect that and let's put mm -hmm. you know, the money back in the artist's hands by specifically being like, hey, Tom. Like, no, seriously, Tom. <laughs> do you want to pay me 10 bucks a month for my content how much do you believe in me tom i get it dollar a month i get it can i get 12 dollars out of you <laughs> you know what i mean i understand like yeah, it's yeah. really just yeah. that simple because i think that there's a lot of wealth in the world yeah to be distributed yeah but there's not a lot of people who will go out of their way and be like hey yep look at this yep. this is awesome yeah. It's worthy of your attention. It's worthy of your dollar. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you decide not, and that's fine. But just to go out and ask. It's like you have nothing to lose. <laughs> Absolutely. 
So anyway, great idea. Patreon, check great me idea. out, you guys. I'll be posting yeah. about it, and I'm really excited to just engage more about what's been going on behind closed doors because I think I've been hiding a little, uh-huh. and uh, it's time to reemerge. <laughs> Do you have a, a regular band that that you work with? I mean, regular is sort of um, here or there. I I, I have favorites that I yeah. pick up for certain gigs, absolutely, mm-hmm. and um. You know, they will be collaborating with me most likely at this Tuesday night streetcar bistro. Who, who are you enjoying playing with right now? Oh my God, I love I love playing with, um, you know, Julio Appling and Liz Chabucos, mm-hmm. acoustic music. Mm-hmm. Liz plays fiddle and guitar, and now she's starting to play electric guitar with me too. And sometimes we play at Eastburn. And Julio plays upright bass, mm-hmm. and they both are in the same band, the Student Lone String Band, which is this, you know, really. Um, amazing uh, bluegrass band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they call them, uh, yeah, it's bluegrass basically. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I love playing with them a lot. They're like my favorite because they're just our energy is so wonderful together and they just know how to back up and fit into the pockets and mm-hmm. yeah, just do do the music justice in that way. And so I wouldn't be surprised if we started to kind of record a little bit together. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Mike, I like playing with Mike too. Um, Mike uh, Collins mm-hmm. and Kevin Hahn have been really awesome to play with me with in either genre actually but they've been backing me up with my electronic music mm-hmm. so anytime i get a band show with them like they're they're on it and mike's got a click in his ear and he's playing you know live drums to a click track which not a lot of people in town can actually do yeah. with some of these high bpm <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. tracks that i'm putting out so that's really awesome to have him there when he's available and kevin too to um play electric guitar or acoustic guitar and he's also been great with to work with in the studio with these productions that i've done with keith kevin has been um laying down drums with mike and i and um recording that and then recording some lead guitar and stuff which you'll hear in the in the single mm-hmm. or that you may have just heard and um just being able to kind of add these layers with these players that are professional and amazing people and these people that I want to keep building these relationships with. And there's other things building in this direction, but I don't want to talk mm-hmm. about it yet. Because, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like may not happen. But, but yeah. there's other players that could be coming through mm-hmm. in the works that really want to kind of be a part of it and be putting it on the road, all, mm-hmm. all of us together. And maybe that ends up being recorded. So it's just too early to tell, but we're all, everyone has ideas. And I'm working with Josh um, Redwood Sun on a lot of these too. Mm-hmm. And um, he's just got so many great ideas for me too. And I think he's just really great at, um, he's got a great vision, you know. And so he's kind of helping a lot of other artists and has been helping a lot of artists in town since I've known him. Mm-hmm. Um, just out of the kindness of his heart because he sees something. He knows how to facilitate and put people yeah. together. Yeah. And so... He, in fact, he was the one that was like, Laura, Patreon. You need to just do Patreon. I'm like, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, I need to do another Kickstarter, but I don't want to do Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. So this is probably the best the best idea um, so far um, as far as finding a way to continue making the art that I want to make and continue to survive. Um, it's going to come down to really asking other people for help. <laughs> You right. know, to, right. it's expensive and it's right. it's difficult and challenging to do music. And I know that I'm supposed to be doing it. So it's kind of just uh, awesome to be able to and that people are wanting to help at all. And it's just affirmation after another for me. So I'm just like, hey, yeah, bulldogging it. Let's, let's go. go. <laughs> yeah. You playing any basketball? 
yes, I'm playing basketball at club sport now, actually. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Weird story. Like my, my life coach, um, he has a client that he's been working out with. My life coach used to work with Olympic athletes a lot and like we're training and stuff. And his client is just like this amazing person. And he just was like, Oh, you guys want to play basketball with me? Cool. I'll get you guys memberships. So now we're playing basketball with him at club sport and I just work out there as much as possible, try to stay in good shape and stay healthy and eat healthy and really prioritize, you know, that cornerstone, I think, of everything that really helps you be successful in life and anything is to be healthy first. So I've been what, playing ball. It's what good. position? What, right now, what position do I play? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm playing like half court, like one-on-one yeah. stuff, getting back into shape uh, in that way. Because I haven't... What is your natural position? <laughs> Basketball? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> um, everything pretty much except point guard, honestly. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can do that too, but yeah. I, I prefer small forward, like where I'm right. kind of at the top of the key and I can yeah, even yeah, drive yeah. the basket or, or yeah. pull up for a jumper. I like shooting three-pointers. Like it's usually... How's your shot these days? Good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, wow, I still got it. Like, <laughs> It's so fun. It's the best way to stay in shape for yeah. me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's nothing like when, it, when the ball goes to the basket. Nothing like, there's nothing like it when the ball goes through the basket. <laughs> right, of There's nothing like it, right? Yes. Well, <laughs> there is nothing quite like that. It's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my head went somewhere else. I was like, that's kind of cool, though. <laughs> Put that thought away. <clears throat> well, listen, thank you so much. Thank you, Tom. You know, it's always it's, awesome to talk to you yeah, and fill been, you it's in. It's been lovely. And, thank uh, you. Thank you. And, uh, We'll do it again. Yeah, let me know. Okay. Good luck. Take Thanks. care.